Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Uh-huh. Told ya. Yeah, he did. And now the one where all the mispronunciations occur. Deep breath. And I'm only doing this because you told me you don't want to listen to any more sting. <gasps> this one's by the police. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are... Tammy Burns. And as Tammy Burns knows, every time we get a new affiliate to the Rock School Show, we go out of our way to say hello to them at least two or three times during the show. So, hello and welcome. 91.1 WHFC Harford Community College Radio, Bel Air, Maryland, a little north and a little east of Baltimore. Thanks, Terry. You think they'll send us some crabs? I hope so. Will like they in be a alive? box, just put a bunch of them by and send them That's off. That's right. The uh, the USPS is pretty quick. I think they'll arrive alive. Hey, if you ordered on Amazon, yeah. it's there now. No, that's not true. These guys actually have the crabs. We're talking about that did not come out right in any way, shape, or form. No, did keep it? going. Keep All going. Right. Thank you, by the way, to Nicole Stein, a listener to the show, who decided to send in an email that said, Hey, have you guys ever done anything on mythology? And I thought, what because the I heck? yeah, because I hold a PhD. Do you really think I know about all of this stuff? I, I have a PhD in communication. If you'd like, I can teach you how to say the letter R really, really well. You hear how I did that? Really, really well. So I did some research into it, and there is mythology: Greek, Roman. Uh, Irish, all mm-hmm. of that, all the way through rock songs. And by the way, all the ones I'm going to give you are, are just a sampling of what I found. So if your favorite mythology inside of a song does not show up, go ahead and blame 91.1 WHFC, Harford Community College Radio. For example, Propyl yeah. Harem, Whiter Shade of Pale. Right. The Vestal Virgins. Any idea what they are? Uh, no, but I never put it with Greek mythology. Well, it's not so much Greek. It's just mythology. Okay, just mythology. Right, because because what I did is I started looking for Greek mythology, and it fell to Roman, and it fell to this, it fell to that. So I'm just just going with mythology. The Vestal Virgins were the virgin holy priestesses of Vesta, thus Vestal Virgins. Vesta was the goddess of hearth and home. There were six of them. Of course, Mm -hmm. chosen by lot, and they were sworn to celibacy, of course, like me. Their main task was to maintain the sacred fire of Vesta. Huh? Keep the fire going, baby. Keep the fire burning, baby. That's the idea. I'd love to tell you I have any idea what I just read. I don't. The song Venus, you know, by Frankie Avalon. Hey, Venus. Uh And then Shocking Blue. Yeah. And then the one you like the best, Bananarama. Right. All right. Venus. Who is it? 
Roman goddess. Her function encompassed love, beauty, desire, sex, fertility. I think she is now a member of the Real Housewives of Roman something or other. She came from the Greek god Aphrodite, and it makes for a good song. Here's Bananarama's oh, version. yes. Venus on Rock School. And by the way, we, my wife and I, mm-hmm. Tammy, the one sitting over there, yeah, we have seen Bananarama live. Yes. Huh? They, yeah. were, they were really good. They put on a really good show. Yeah, they were opening for someone else. I don't remember who, but I remember Bananarama. Thanks, by the way, once again to Nicole Stein. That'll be the last time we say thank you till the end of the show. It's all about mythology today. Have you ever heard of the song by the Doors, Hyacinth? House. No, I haven't. And I put this one on specifically because of you. You have planted, I don't know how many hyacinths around this house. Mm-hmm. However, Hyacinthus, I believe I'm saying that right, was a young love of the Greek god Apollo. Apollo accidentally kills him. You know, as you do. Accidentally. And the blood sprang from this guy, Hyacinthus. And a plant, fragrant with clusters of flowers, yeah. apparently grew from his blood. Oh, I love it. Thus, hyacinth. Nice. They're blood flowers, ladies and gentlemen. Achilles' last stand. This is Led Zeppelin. According to the myth, Achilles was dipped into the river Styx uh, to make him immortal. However, his mother had to hold him by something, and she held him by the heel, which made it vulnerable because the water didn't touch it. Paris kills him in the Trojan War by hitting him in the heel with an arrow. Mm-hmm. I've never gone bow hunting, but it sounds to me like that's what I should be doing. Donovan has a song called Atlantis. The song begins as a long narrative poem in which Donovan tells the story of Atlantis, a supposed island that was gobbled up by the gods and sunk into the sea. And not a lot of people know this. What? But it is off the coast of Cleveland in Lake Erie. Oh. Did you know that? No. No, it's not true. And the one we're going to play, here's Steely Dan, Any Major Dude. There is a lyric that says, have you ever seen a squonk's tears? Well, look at mine. All a right. squonk's right. tears. S-Q-U-O-N-K. It's a mythical woodland creature who has the ability to dissolve itself 
in its own tears. Goodness. That's the truth. Uh, Genesis also makes mention of the animal in their song Squonk from Trick of the Tail. I own Trick of the Tail. I never put that together. Me, I've, I can't remember any of these things. That means two songs yeah. that included Squonk, and I didn't put them together. There you go. Steely Dan, any major dude here on Rock School. I never seen you looking so bad, my funky one. You tell me that your super fine mind has come undone. Any major dude with half a heart surely will tell you, my friend. Any minor world that breaks apart falls together again. When the demon is at your door. In the morning it won't be there no more Any major dude will tell you Any major dude will tell you Alright, coming out of Steely Dan, we're talking mythology today. Are you familiar in any way with Pandora's box? Yeah, uh, huh? but it's really not a box, is it? No, it's not. It's a jar. Good for you. Procol Harum has a song called Pandora's Box. Here's the idea of it. Pandora was in Greek mythology. She was supposedly the first woman created by the gods. The box, like you say, is a jar. It contained all the evils of the world, which she opened out of a spirit of curiosity. That's that sounds a little misogynistic to me. Oh, let's, yeah? let's make it that all the evils of the world were created by women. Oh, doesn't that sound like what they're doing? Huh? Yeah, it does. Doesn't it also seem to echo the idea of Eve from right? the Bible in the fruit, taking the fruit? Nowhere does it say it's an apple, but taking the fruit. And it's because of what she did out of curiosity that it is all the evils upon the world. Ew. Right. Uh, Xanadu by Rush, as we talk about mythology. The song is based on an unfinished poem called Kubla Khan by Samuel Taylor Coleridge, who started writing it while he was whacked out on drugs. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding about that. No, you're not. It's an unfinished poem because once the drugs wore off, the guy couldn't finish it. Xanadu is a fictional name of a land where Kubla Khan ordered the dome to be built. Quote, in Xanadu did Kublai Khan a stately pleasure dome decree. Coleridge goes on to describe the dome as, quote, a miracle of rare device, which I've heard in I can't tell you how many songs, this idea of rare device, Uh a sunny pleasure dome with caves of ice. I've only heard the term pleasure dome a jillion times inside of songs. How about Fleetwood Mac, Rhiannon? Now, I've heard a lot of people go, Rhiannon, the Welsh witch. Okay, fine. But do you know the mythology behind the Welsh witch? It says here Rhiannon was the name of a Welsh goddess. I don't see where it says she's a witch. It says she's a goddess. And according to the myth, Rhiannon was over fertility and the moon. You know, if you got to pick a couple, yeah, one from column A, one from column B, right. let's choose fertility and the moon. She shuns a god and marries a mortal man. That god she shunned got really upset and frames her for the murder of her own son. Well, that's not nice. No, never. And she is then forced to stand at the entrance of a city 
and tell everyone entering that she killed her child. Doesn't that sound like one of those things where they put like a sandwich board on you and you're supposed to stand there? I didn't pay. I didn't tip 20%. Maybe that's where parents got it from. I think that's it. It's Rhiannon the Welsh witch. Now, goddess, I've seen that it is a goddess of fertility, but that sort of gets thrown around. I've always heard Welsh witch. It's one of the two. It's at least mythology. So we think. Here's Fleetwood Mac here on Rock School. Coming into the first break, you know, when I was putting this together, I found this mythology inside of all different kinds of music. You would think it would only be in the sort of nasty 16 minute long heavy metal stuff and by Rush and all that. But no, I found it in pop music. I found it in country music. I found it in Broadway. What? The Rocky Horror picture show no way rocky in the movie he's known as the creature yeah but he sings one song the sword of damocles and i know what you're gonna say he also sings in touch a touch a touch me i get it <laughs> but sword of damocles is his whole song where he sings the sword of damocles is hanging over my head and then yeah. everybody goes that ain't no crime which I've never understood as a callback. Okay. I don't know what that means. All right, what's the sword of Damocles? And by the way, I've heard the sword of Damocles inside of Sting songs as well. Yep. Damocles was a flatterer in the court of Dionysus II of Syracuse. Now, a flatterer is just that. There was a joker that spoke truth to power, and a flatterer was the person who just simply, gosh, you're handsome. You look great Gosh, today. you're beautiful. Yeah. I want you from this point on to be my flatterer. You smell good. Thank you. The guy he was flattering was Dionysus uh, in the 4th century BC. He was in Sicily. And it was exclaimed that the king was blown away by how wonderful this was. And he wanted Damocles to sit and trade places with him at this giant, sumptuous banquet and seat him in Dionysus' throne. Here's the thing. This courtier, which is obviously Damocles, was sitting in this seat. However, a sword was, quote, a horse's hair above his head. Uh-oh. He was afraid to move or stir because if he did, the sword could have released and come down and killed him. 
and the whole point was to explain the realization that the king's great fortune and power also came with great peril and anxiety. Ooh. That's where the sword of Damocles came from. By Cream, there's a song called Tale of Brave Ulysses. Ulysses was also known as Odysseus. He was a character in Greek mythology, a hero of the Trojan War, and a subject of the novel The Odyssey. And by the way, also in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? However, were you made as a high school or college kid to read the Iliad and the Odyssey? Yes. Were you? I was, I was as well. And I just don't remember much of it. Me neither. Now, in terms of, and again, mythology, you think this is going to be this this giant heavy metal stuff. Well, mm-hmm. Anthrax has a song called Medusa. And Medusa is from the lady in Greek mythology who had snakes coming out of her head. Yeah. And if you looked at her, she would turn you to stone. Is that, is that was that your hair? That's snakes. Now, is that the same thing as what happened in terms of uh, ELO, Turn to Stone? Um, Were they also talking about Medusa? Maybe. Hmm, maybe. By the way, I'm going to do it this time. Tammy will do it in the next break. Thank you to our brand new affiliate, 91.1 WHFC, Harford Community College Radio, Bel Air, Maryland. Thank you, Terry, for becoming, I believe, the 28th. Or 29th. I think I have to look into it. Is it 28th? The 28th affiliate. That's the luckiest, you know. It is. 28th in mythology is a very lucky number in some country I can't remember right now. Thanks for running the show. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, here in a second, I'm going to quote Tammy what she said during the break off air. The Deftones have a song called Minerva. Minerva is the strategic Roman goddess of war, wisdom, and commerce. Once again, one from column A, one from column B, and choose a third one just for fun. In the song, Minerva is interpreted as having the ability to manipulate and influence male emotions. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You could do it. The female, quote, protagonist is who could bring peace to the earth with one statement. Tammy, can you bring peace to the earth with one statement? Peace to the earth. Well, there you go. That's it. That's the one statement. It's all over now. Keep an eye on the news. And this is the one I'm going to play. You said, this is why I don't like Sting. Because every one of his songs is this mythology. It's like, quote, an English lesson. You know, English is your mother tongue and stuff. I understand, but I don't want to, you know, I want to just sing and pat my foot. I don't want to learn a lesson. And Sting is always trying to teach. I don't, that's why I don't like him. And so I'm going to play a Sting song. My favorite album by Sting, and I know if you're a Sting fan, this is odd. The Soul Cages is such a downer album. It was recorded after his father died. However, the song The Soul Cages, which the album is named after. The roots of this is British folklore. 
According to Sting, there is a British folklore story about the souls of the dead, those who died at sea, being kept under the sea in lobster cages of a creature who is half man, half fish. Which, by the way, is me, half man, half fish. It's hard to buy trousers. Anyone who dares to try to free the souls of the dead must go under the sea himself and drink with the creature. And by the way, the second verse that of the song I'm about to play explains the whole thing, if you take a listen to it. If the person attempting to free the souls drinks this half-man, half-fish under the table, the souls will go free. If, on the other hand, the creature outdrinks him, and by the way, we're under the sea, how do you keep the drink, you know, in the glass? Disney and, did it. Did they? That's yeah, right, they did. The Little Mermaid. If the creature prevails and drinks you under the table... The challenger must be imprisoned forever in the soul cages at the bottom of the sea. So, you know, it's a happy song. Up with people. Up with people, it certainly is. Here's staying in the soul cages, ready for your English uh, lesson on Rock School. Poor child is locked in the fisherman's yard. Bloodless moon where the oceans die The shoulder night stars hang fire in the nets And the chaos of cages where the crayfish lie Where is the fisherman? Where is the boat? Coming into the bottom of the hour, my name is Joe Burns. You are Tammy Burns. Have you ever heard me yell Valhalla? Uh, every day. Yes, because, you know, I'm a Norse god and at one point in time was a Viking. Because I'm from Cleveland. Uh. There is a song by Judas Priest called Halls of Valhalla. In North mythology, Norse mythology. I think I said North mythology as opposed to as in, South. As in Cleveland mythology. mythology. <laughs> Valhalla is a giant hall where the souls of warriors slain in battle are taken to by the Valkyries. Now you've probably heard the song "Ride of the Valkyries." It's a form of heaven where they, the souls of warriors slain are ruled over by the god Odin. The fallen combatants spend their days fighting safe in the knowledge that they will never be permanently harmed by whomever or whatever they fight. I guess if you're a warrior, that is heaven. You will win every fight. Nice. It is wonderful. So 
Hey, let's do seven days in 70 seconds. These are the rock and roll dates, February 22nd all the way through February 28th. I believe Tammy has Monday. Go. February 22nd, 1989, Jethro Tull wins the first ever heavy metal Grammy, beating out Metallica. That was terrible. February 23, 2013, Rihanna wins Worst Supporting Actress for Battleship at the Razzies. February 24th, 1992, Young Elvis wins in a landslide over Old Elvis and the Postal Service stamp hole. February 25, 1998, Zach Hansen becomes the youngest person nominated for a Grammy when... He was 11 years old at the time. Yeah, he was. February 26, 2002, the Bee Gees delivered their final concert as a... Trio. Oh, as a trio at Miami Beach's Love and Hope Ball for the Diabetes Research Institute Foundation. February 27, 1984, the famous Jackson Pepsi commercial debuts, minus Michael's hair being on fire. And February 28, 1967, Pink Floyd signed with EMI Records. Do you know the song? I said I found it in rock and roll. I found it in this. I found it in pop. Right. Do you know the song by Sam Cooke? Cupid, draw back your bow. That comes from ancient Roman. Supposedly, Cupid is the god of love in all its varieties. I'm not sure where you get all its varieties. I thought love was love, but then again, I'm not a varieties person. It's the counterpoint of the Greek god Eros and the equivalent of Amur in Latin poetry. Nice. I just copied and pasted that. I haven't the slightest idea what happened. Well, you're it reading means. it well. According, according to myth, Cupid was the son of Mercury, the winged messenger of the god, and Venus, the goddess of love. He, Cupid, was given a series of arrows that whoever was hit by it would fall in love yeah. with the next person they saw. My question is, what if you get boink hit with that and you turn and you look at a light pole? Do you immediately fall in love with the light pole? Or does it have to be another sort nah. of... What if a squirrel runs in front of you? Nah. All of a sudden you're in love with a squirrel. Cupid's not stupid. I go, Nor the gods, apparently. Here's Sam Cooke, Cupid on Rock School. Cupid, draw back your bow. And let your arrow go straight to my lover's heart for me, for me. Cupid, please hear my cry and let your arrow fly straight to my lover's heart for me. Now, Cupid, don't you hear me? Calling you, I need you, Cupid. Help me, I need you, Cupid. All right, coming into the second break, how about God of Wine by Third Eye Blind? Now, we're down here in Louisiana, and at this point in time, we're talking all about this idea of carnival, this idea of Mardi Gras. Right. Okay. God of Wine is Dionysius. Or Bacchus. Bacchus. Mm-hmm. That's the one you would probably know. There's a parade down here called Bacchus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says here it is a god of fruitfulness and vegetation, especially known as the god of wine and ecstasy. 
Once again, if you get to choose what you're the god of, I would not choose to be the god of fine footwear. No. I would go with wine and ecstasy. Mm -hmm. And now I shall mispronounce every single name in this piece. Don't Pay the Ferryman by Krista Berg. This is the idea of the ferryman that will ferry you across the river Styx into wherever they're going. Once again, Sharon, or Sharon, C-H-A-R-O-N, in Greek mythology, the son of Erebus and Nyx, N-Y-X. I have no idea if I've said those names correct or not. Let's pretend I have. His duty was to ferry over the river Styx and Asheron, I don't know what that means, the souls of the deceased who had received the rites of burial. In payment for ferrying them across the river Styx, he received the coin that was placed in the mouth of the corpse. Ooh. Huh? Not bad. Ooh. Do you know the Steely Dan album and song, Asia? Yes. Now, Asia is not spelled A-S-I-A. Mm-hmm. It's spelled A-J-A. That's a goddess. The goddess Asia is part of the Orisha, 12 divine female spirits from Yorba and African mythology. She, Asia, is the goddess of the forest and natural remedies, the knowledge of which she passed on to man. Once again, one from column A, goddess of the forest, one from column B, natural remedies. Whew. So there you have it. All right, we have a new, I don't know after this show, maybe they're not, but we have a new affiliate. Right, right. Who is it? It is 91.1 WHFC, Harford Community College Radio in Bel Air, Maryland. Excellent. And you know what? Give them the thing. jingle stick. Give them the jingle stick. You wouldn't stick. even give them the stick, Terry. There you go. Welcome. This is for you. People get the jingle stick when they're good in our sights. All right, we got to take a break. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, Arcade Fire has a song called It's Never Over, and then in parentheses, O Orpheus. Now, I mentioned earlier we live in Louisiana, and it is right near carnival season, meaning Mardi Gras. And one of the crews, and by the way, spell crew with a K, I'm not kidding, is called Orpheus. And Tammy will tell you, we actually went to their ball. Yeah, it was wonderful. At least two or three times. Uh Anyone can go. You just have to spend the money. Yep. Who is in charge of the Orpheus crew? Uh, Harry Connick Jr. That's right, Harry Connick. But and the, you know what he did? What did hey, he do? Because so many of these balls you have to be a member to get into. That's true. And it's all this secrecy stuff. He wanted people to be able to just pay money, a yeah. little bit of money, yeah. and come and have a great time with a bunch of really good bands. And it was downtown in the Civic Center. Mm-hmm. We saw, gosh, who did we see? It was a, a whole bunch of the Marcellus Brothers. Uh, we saw a few New Orleans bands. And the big one uh, was the guy who sang Hello, T-R-O-U-B-L-E, Travis Tritt. Right. And he put on a great show. He actually played a lot 
of uh, Leonard Skinner's songs. He started with They Call Me the Breeze yeah. and did a few, but hey, he was, he was the head of the parade that year, so I guess he could play whatever he wanted. The Arcade Fire song, though, says, Oh, Orpheus. Okay, who's Orpheus? This is an ancient Greek myth about a gifted musician named, ready, Orpheus. The stories about Orpheus are centered on his ability to charm all living things with his singing and unsuccessful attempt to rescue his dead wife from the underworld. So, you know, it's a Disney film. <laughs> totally up with people. And the one we're going to play, the idea of Oedipus. Now, those of you who know anything about this, Oedipus, I want to kill my father. And I want to date my mother. Ew. That's the basic idea. Oedipus has become the king of, now it's spelled T-H-E-B-E-S, Thebes, Thebes, while unwittingly, that's the thing about the play, unwittingly fulfilling a prophecy that he would kill his father and then marry his mother, who, by the way, is named Jocasta. Ladies and gentlemen. So that's the idea of Oedipus. Now, those of you out there who know about this stuff and think to yourself, well, he's going to play the Doors song, The End, where Morrison says, Father, I want to kill you. Mother... And then says something rather rude, but I'm not. I'm going to play the song by Tom Lair called Oedipus Rex, Oedipus the King. And it's a little less graphic and gross than the Doors song. And it goes like this, Tom Lair on Rock School. It seems that most of the songs that you hear these days on the radio played by the disc jockeys, apart from rock and roll and other children's records, <laughs> tend to... Uh tend to be motion picture title songs. Apparently producers feel that we will not attend their movies unless we have the titles well drilled into our heads in advance. <laughs> of course, we don't go anyway, but at least this way they make back on the song some of what they've lost on the picture. <laughs> but with the rise of the motion picture title song, we have such hits of the past few years as uh, the Ten Commandments Mambo. Platypus. Then end up like old Oedipus The outpatients are out in force tonight, I see. Good. Now. All right, this is the last break on this show about mythology. And thank you to Nicole Stein for going out of her way, contacting me and saying, hey, have you done this story? Have you done this topic on mythology? And I said, no, I haven't. Why? Because I can't pronounce half of these names. Now it's all I can think of. Wishbone Ash is banned, and they have a song called Phoenix about the legendary bird that rises from the ashes. Okay, that wasn't wasn't so bad, was it? No, huh? no. Santana has a song called Europa. In Greek mythology, Europa was a mortal who loved Zeus, who, in the form of a white bull carried her off to Crete. Okay. That well, sounded, okay. That sounded like that I pronounced like it. Yeah. Yeah. All yep. right. Here's You're... where it all goes to heck. All right. Hang in there. Iron Maiden has a song called Flight of Icarus. It's the retelling of the classic Greek myth of Icarus's flight. 
Daedalus, his son, Icarus, escapes King Minos's prison. I probably have mispronounced both of those. It's all right. They built wax wings and flew away on them. His father warns Icarus don't fly too high, but the cocky teen rebels and his wings melt and he plummets to his death. And I believe his father pointed at him and said, told ya. Uh-huh. Told ya. Yeah, he did. And now the one where all the mispronunciations occur. Deep breath. And I'm only doing this because you told me you don't want to listen to any more sting. <gasps> this one's by the police. The song wrapped around your finger. There's a line in it that says, You consider me your young apprentice, caught between cilia and carebis. Now, that's the way he pronounces it. So if you say that I'm wrong, you can just go talk to Sting. Go Karebis. Here is the idea. It's Greek mythology. Scylla was a nymph who turned into a six-headed monster. Well, of course. She lived on the Straits of Messina and destroyed boats as they passed by. Now, across from Scylla, you know, like the across-the-street neighbor, right, right. was a whirlpool where a monster named Caribus lived. Sailors going between them were usually killed. Get it? Caught between Scylla and Caribus. And apparently they all died, but Odysseus made it which is described in the book, The Odyssey. Furthermore, in the song wrapped around your finger, he, Sting, says, Mephistopheles is not your name. Mephistopheles being another name for the devil. I think I mispronounced a third of those words, but the fact still remains, I got the general idea across. And that wraps it up. More sting for you, baby. (laughs) That wraps it up. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. Thank goodness I don't have to say any more of those big words. That's it. Class is dismissed. (laughs) 